0: Okay, here we go. The evidence is all around us. We cannot offset or undo hours and hours of sitting with a single bout of exercise. And you know what? Who would even want to when there are so many easy, simple, and fun ways to inject more movement right into your day? And that is what we are going to talk about on this episode of Second Wind Fitness. My name is Brock Armstrong. But before we get started... As you've probably noticed, this podcast is no longer in production. But there are so many people who are still listening to each episode and reaching out to me for advice and help and support that I've decided to keep the dream... And this podcast alive, which means I'm paying a few maintenance fees out of my pocket. And I don't mean to make this sound like a woe is me kind of affair, because it is indeed a pleasure to have created something that is being appreciated. But if you felt so inclined, you could go to Brockarmstrong.com/slash coffee to, yes, as it sounds, buy me a virtual coffee. And since coffee is easily my biggest vice, I'm what you would call a coffee snob. If you buy me a coffee, I can pay my hosting fees with all the coffee money that I save. So win-win situation here. So go to brockarmstrong.com coffee and help keep this podcast and my fancy coffee habit alive. That's brockarmstrong.com coffee. We are living in an overly convenient time in history, and it is making us lazier and lazier. I mean, even regular gym goers, hikers, yogis, pool dwellers, and trail runners are essentially sitting still most of the time, especially when compared to the amount and diversity of movement our much healthier ancestors engaged in on a daily basis just by living their lives. And no, I'm not talking about some paleolithic, spear-wielding cave person, although they were too. I'm actually just talking about going back like three or four generations. Just think about that and imagine how much more movement was required and expected in their day-to-day life. So, with that in mind, and with no time machines handy, at least not yet... Here are some ideas and some practices that can help us all not fall victim to the trap of being someone who (laughs) crushes it at the gym, as they say, and then for the remainder of the day, crushes their chair. Alright, the first time that you can squeeze some movement into your day is with a morning warm-up. You know, I've said this before, I know, but pretty much every single morning, the first thing I do right after the bathroom, and of course, putting the coffee on, is my full-body warm-up routine. I started this routine, honestly, as a way to just deal with some bothersome stiff joints and some aches and pains. I'm 51 after all, but over time, it has evolved into a real ritual. And I use the word ritual because this routine means A lot more to me than just a series of movements. It's a way that I prepare myself mentally and physically for my day. I truly feel, well, different if I miss it. I start with my feet and my ankles... Then I move up to my knees, my hips, my lower back, my mid-back, my shoulders, my arms, my neck, and my face. Don't forget your face. Now, the series, the movements, and the order I do them in has been a work in progress, and I play with it all the time. It remains malleable to this day. I've chosen these movements in this order to suit my particular needs, and you know what? no one else's. This is just for me. You can certainly use my routine and I have put it on YouTube and I'll embed it in the post for this podcast episode over at brockarmstrong.com slash daily movement. That's daily movement, brockarmstrong.com slash daily movement. And you can certainly use it, like I said, but keep in mind, this is not a one size fits all situation. So feel free to base yours off of mine, but make it your own. Okay, so on to the next time you can get some movement into your day, and this one's not much of a surprise. It is your dedicated workout time. Now, you may remember from a previous podcast episode that was called Three Distinct Versions of Exercise that I like to think, at least, of my fitness routine as being broken down into movement, workouts, and training. Three distinct versions there. Movement, workouts, and training. So movement... It's our everyday non-negotiable activity that we do with our bodies. Then workouts, well, they're to shore up the deficiencies in our daily movement. So if you're not getting enough of a certain movement and you know you're getting weaker in that spot, then your workouts are where you address that. And then finally, training is what we do to achieve a very particular or a very specific fitness goal, like maybe running a 10K or training for a hiking adventure you want to do with your family, or having bigger calves because you just like the way they look, that sort of thing. So my dedicated workout time that we're talking about right now is in the morning. Right after I do that warm-up, I have my coffee, and then I go for a little walk, and then I do my exercise. And I do this in the morning, not because it's scientifically proven to be the best time to work out, but because, you know what, it fits in my schedule and I like the way it kicks off my day. It's as simple as that. Now, you may not prefer to do it in the morning. You may want to work out later in the day, and that is great because the important thing is that you find some dedicated workout time that works for you. Not for me, not for your neighbor, not for the guru on YouTube, but uh, for you. Now, sure, you can find all kinds of scientific evidence that says that your body temperature peaks in the afternoon, which means that I guess I might be able to do my hard workouts even harder if I did them later in the day, and sure, that could theoretically result in me getting bigger boosts of fitness and muscle gain and stuff from that workout, but you know what else gives me a bigger fitness boost? Actually doing my workouts and enjoying them. So, okay, back to the matter at hand. Making time for some sort of dedicated workout time each day. Now, This becomes a lot less of a chore if you choose activities that you enjoy and switch it up. For instance, today I went for a short walk, then I came home and I did some upper body strength exercises. Now tomorrow I have on my schedule that I plan to alternate my stationary bike with some lower body strength exercises. Then the next day I have on my schedule that I'm going to go out for a long walk in the parks around my home. And that means I'm probably going to have to put on my snow boots because, well, it's been snowing. But anyway, you get the idea. Switch it up regularly and it will be more fun and you'll be a more well-rounded workout person. <laughs> now, you can find more inspiration and some very varied workouts over at my YouTube channel. So go over to brockarmstrong.com YouTube to get some inspiration. Now, the next time in the day that you can squeeze some extra movement into your day is during work by having a dynamic workstation. Now, okay, here's a little secret, but you probably already know this about me because it's not that big of a secret. But I am one of those people who adopted a standing desk or a standing workstation way back in 2010. And you know what? I haven't looked back. I'm still standing at my workstation right now. You know, at first, I was super hardcore about standing all day. I'd only sit down when there was no other choice. But then I met a biomechanist named Katie Bowman, who pointed out that swapping one static position, which was sitting still, for another static position, which is standing still, well, that's not the answer to the sedentary question that we were looking for. So my work life now is spent moving through different locations, surfaces, levels, and areas of my office. And because I have a chin-up bar just outside of my office doorway, I can even swing and dangle from time to time. So what I encourage you to do is to sit, stand, squat, kneel, and pace throughout the day. In other words, be dynamic in your work life, and you won't get as stiff or as sleepy. I used to be the guy who was always drifting off and bobbing my head up and down in the afternoon at my desk, but not anymore. Now, although I have an Apple Watch and I haven't uh, been very secretive about how mad it makes me from time to time, the one thing I do appreciate about its activity tracking features is its stand-up alarm, or when it tells me it's time to stand up. I used to have uh, timers set on my phone to go off every hour to remind me to stand up and turn on some of those underused leg, core, and back muscles. But now my Apple overlord does that for me. And the good thing is that swapping two minutes of sitting for two minutes of movement each hour has been shown to lower the risk of premature death by 33%. And that was in a study from 2015, so it's not even new science. So whether you let your watch boss you around or you set an alarm on your phone or your computer or use an old-timey egg timer on your desk, make sure to get up for a few minutes each hour because it's not only a great way to get more movement, but it's also a great way to get energized, get refocused and ready for whatever is next on your to-do list. The next opportunity is one of my favorites, but before we get to that, it's time to pay our membership fees. Do you like to shop on Amazon.com and enjoy supporting this podcast? You do? Well, have I got a deal for you. If you start your Amazon shopping adventure by going to brockarmstrong.com slash Amazon, I will get a small percentage of the money that you spend. And the best part is that you don't pay anything extra. This all comes out of their pockets. Take that, Bezos. So next time you buy anything on Amazon, go to brockarmstrong.com slash Amazon and shop while also supporting this podcast. I truly thank you for being a listener and for your support. That's brockarmstrong.com slash Amazon. Okay, our next opportunity to get some movement into our day is with a lunch break walk. Now, if you are able to walk, this is for you. If you're not, I know there are plenty of ways to produce forward motion in your life, so just substitute your favorite or your preferred method here. But planning for and taking a forward movement break immediately after lunch or before diving back into work is really as important to me as my morning dedicated exercise time is, because walking bestows so many benefits. Too many benefits to list them here, but here are a few of my favorites. I'll go through them as quickly as I can. So 15 minutes of walking after eating improves blood glucose control, 10 three minute bouts of brisk walking or one 30 minute bout of moderate to brisk walking after a meal lowers postprandial blood pressure and triglyceride levels. It reduces stress and is a surefire way to lower cortisol. Just going for a 30 minute walk actually increases killer T cells and other markers of immune function. And because walking is not difficult, we can take that time to also concentrate on our thoughts work through problems, come up with new ideas, and discover solutions. And finally, walking wakes you up, especially walking up some stairs, and makes those afternoon board meetings a lot more tolerable. Now the next time to get some movement into your day is during your commute. I know I've mentioned this before, but I was carless, carless, I didn't have a car for about 10 years, and it was one of the greatest things that I have ever done for my health and well being. And while I know not everyone can live a carless existence, and I don't anymore either, I moved to a place where I needed to have a car to really enjoy being on the island where I live now. One thing that I did learn during those 10 years was how to think like someone without a car. So I think. Pretending you don't have one, occasionally anyway, is a great idea, and your commute is an excellent time to employ that carless line of thinking. For some of you, walking, rolling, or riding your bike to work is a perfectly reasonable thing to do, but for others, the distance may be too great, or the personal risk may be too high. But that doesn't mean you have to throw in the towel and get back in the driver's seat door to door. Getting creative with your commute can not only help you score some extra movement points, but it can also lower your carbon footprint. And couldn't we use a bit of that right now? Now, here's something kind of fun. The Happy Commuter Study, that is actually exactly what it's called. That study found that people were happiest when they walked, rode the train, or cycled to work, in that order. People reported lower satisfaction when they traveled by car, subway, or bus, in that order. Now, interestingly enough, that aligns well with getting some extra movement in our day as well. As long as you don't fight for a seat on the train or the subway or the bus, you know, maintaining your balance on a moving vehicle when you're standing up, and I don't mean you have to do anything crazy like stand on the outside of the bus, but... That counts for some interesting muscle activation and some extra movement. Now, the next time you can get some extra movement into your day is while you're running errands. You know, we all have things to pick up from the store, appointments to get to, or lessons to attend after work or after dinner, and that's another perfect time to ditch the car, grab your backpack, and get it done under your own perambulating power. You know, I can still picture my four-foot-nothing grandmother, who never actually learned how to drive a car, carrying two huge bags of groceries on the bus when she was well into her 90s. Now, when I find myself feeling a little too lazy to walk to the store to get a particular item, I think of her. If I still feel too lazy, it's likely a good indication that I really don't need that, I don't know, eggnog ice cream as much as I thought I did. And yes, I know, sure, walking can take more time than getting in the car. But with a little planning ahead and some practice, I know from first-hand experience that the resulting clear head and invigorated body is well worth that extra time. And really, do you need to hurry home to watch yet another episode of fill-in-the-blank on Netflix or scroll through all the latest bad news And uh, speaking of Netflix, that brings me to my next point, all about TVs, because an easy place to get some more movement into your day is during your TV time. Now, my biggest revelation a few years ago was to actually use double-sided carpet tape on the back of the remote control and then stick the remote control back onto the TV where it belongs or where it was when I was a kid. Now, in many ways, I see the invention of the TV remote control as the (laughs) kind of the beginning of the end for healthy movement in your day. I mean, let's face it, we're literally sitting on our butts, relaxing, and we still can't be bothered to get up and move more than just our arm to adjust the volume or change the channel or jump to the next episode every 30 to 60 minutes. I mean, you gotta see that spells trouble, right? So during TV time, use commercial breaks or what used to be a commercial break before we had streaming services to get up and move. I mean, we all hate being advertised to, so why not get up and leave the room anyway? But okay, here's a pro tip. Don't go into the kitchen because that's a surefire way to kick off some unnecessary snacking and we don't need unnecessary snacking, that's for sure. And okay, my final piece of advice for TV time is to put a yoga mat or a mat-like rug between you and the TV. If you can spend at least some of your watching time sitting on the ground, you'll end up doing some stretching, some moving, and getting your body into some underused positions and extending your hips and your knees and your ankles and things. And you know what? That is contributing to your mobility instead of lowering it, which is what sitting still does. And mobility is a true case of use it or lose it. So, Let's use this TV time to use it. And my final easy way to get some movement into your day is at bedtime. With your bedtime, wind down. You can probably guess how beneficial even just some simple stretching before bed can actually be and how good it can feel. If you have aching muscles or joints, some gentle stretching and deep breathing can help ease your aches and allow you to get to sleep faster. This can also help release any tension that you built up during the day, and when you go to bed feeling nice and relaxed and at ease, you know that you're going to have a better and more restful night. And as an added bonus, that 15 to 20 minutes that you spend focused on your body and focused on your breath is also 15 to 20 minutes that you are not focusing on the TV, on your work email, or on social media. These activities, and the devices that we view them on, have been shown to disrupt your sleep and even impair your body's ability to secrete the sleep hormone called melatonin. So this is truly a win-win situation. Get more movement into your day and get better sleep. Now, okay, this is by no means an exhaustive list, so please don't feel limited by my ideas. Be creative. Be bold. Be exciting. Do some squats in the bathroom stall at work. Do 20 wall push-ups before that long meeting. Jog up the stairs at the subway, two at a time make five small trips with that load of laundry instead of one big one. Chances to get more movement into your day are everywhere, if you know where and how to look for them. It's really all about mindset when it comes right down to it. The question you have to ask yourself is, are you actively sedentary or are you active active? Well, doesn't make a lot of sense, but you know what I mean. The whole idea is to not just get all of your movement in one chunk somewhere during the day and spend the rest of it sitting on your butt. So you get it. My name is Brock Armstrong. Thanks for listening to this episode of Second Wind Fitness.